Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Okay. So I have to tell you something really funny. It's a funny story. I don't know. I think it's funny. People laugh. Um, So this is how you know. This happened this week at the clinic. And this is how you know that you have created such a culture in your clinic to like protect your vibes that when something like this happens. All right. So I'm going to paint the story for you. So I had just gotten done just doing a normal progress exam for those that are not chiropractors. Um, this is basically it's not a brand new patient. It's somebody who we just like check in, see if they're meeting their goals, making progress towards their goals, you know, a 10, 15 minute conversation and then make a game plan for the next three to six months of like their frequency of care. So like everything went great. They love us. They're doing amazing. I come out of this private room, come up to the front desk and tell my front desk person like, hey, so and so is going to be you know every week for the next three months go ahead and get them scheduled yada yada and as I approach the front desk there's this like dude and we're just gonna call him Gary and Gary is like 60 year old ish man and he is standing at the desk and he yells at my two office managers And goes like, so now not only do I have to wait two weeks for an appointment, but now I have to sit in this uncomfortable chair and do my paperwork. Okay, so we all freeze because this dude is like yelling at us. I just came in and I'm like, WTF is happening right now. So I look at them, expecting them to know what is happening right now. They're not saying anything for what feels like an eternity. It's probably three seconds because they're looking at me like, hey, boss, somebody's yelling at us. I'm looking at them like I just got here. What is happening? And so all I know is that he's not a patient. Like I can recognize that he's not a patient. I quickly put two and two together that instead of doing his paperwork online at home, like all of our other patients do, he showed up not paperwork done. So I had to sit in a chair on a laptop. So I try to break the tension by going, 
well, that's how we make sure you really need chiropractic is make because he said, like, I'm worse now than I was. And so I go like, well, that's how we make sure you really need chiropractic. Expecting it to lighten the mood. It did not lighten the mood. <laughs> so he continues to be upset. So I'm like, OK, I look at my one CA who's kind of like our wooer. She's smoothing over. I'm like, OK, can you handle that and she's like yep and so she's amazing she gets the gold star of the day she like took him into a private room and like handled it but when they leave i'm like i'm looking at the other staff and i'm like what was that like we all totally froze and we are laughing and it just caught us off guard and we you know we're talking i was telling kirby about it later and um and I was like, I don't know. I felt kind of shocked that our staff didn't know what to do. But then again, I realized that we have created such a culture at our clinic that like, you don't talk to us that way. Like typically, so like, you know me, I tend to get all like gender and I, I blame everything on like, it's cause I'm a woman. He wouldn't have talked to me if I was a man like that. And I do kind of stand by that, that like, mm, I really doubt this dude would have stood and yelled at three men the way he did. Um, but a lot of times, you know, people like that, that are, and okay, fast forward, what I should say is the guy, he was just in a lot of pain. And so like, I do empathize. We ended up like everything got fine. We took care of him. We're taking great care of him. But it was just this like shocking moment where we're like, uh, no, no, sir. That is not how we talk to each other around here at this clinic. Um, hashtag good vibes only. Like, so a lot of times we have a system where uh, you, if you're gonna come in all hot and heavy on your new patient phone call, yeah, and that was kind of an indicator to me where he said like, I had to wait weeks for this appointment. That was like a one of those called a yellow flags where it's like, I bet he was a jerk on the phone too because we typically get um, nice people in faster. But anyways, so I just thought that that was a really, Maybe funny is too, too strong a word. It was really funny in the moment we laughed, uh, but it was this like, I strive for all of you to get to a point in your business where that kind of shit is so rare and just doesn't fly that you are baffled when someone is throwing a hissy fit. That, that is my, that is my goal for all of you. Okay, hashtag good vibes only dude. So now let's do our listener highlight. So this one is called Amazing Podcast. Five stars. I absolutely love this podcast. Dr. Lauren has the cutest, most energetic personality, and she offers so much wisdom and value to her listeners. I highly recommend this podcast. Aw. I think I've read this one before, and because I love being called cute. I do not get called cute very often, and that is exciting. Um, and the energetic personality is fueled by uh, Spark. For those of you <laughs> who don't know AdvoCare's product, Spark. This is an unofficial, unpaid ad for Spark. That shit's got so much caffeine in it, and it is like my go-to before I record. And it is how I talk so fast, because I am highly, highly caffeinated. Um, but that is from Chris and Kay on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to write that. Um, I just, again, I, I love, I say it every week, but it's, I love it when you guys reach out and give me those, those nice little things. And I will read your podcast or your, I'll read your podcast. I will read your review if it is not a five star. I'm still waiting for that one star review. 
Um, oh my gosh, you guys, that makes me think of something. So I found out that apparently after the episode that I recorded with Dr. Nona Javid, an associate left her job. Dr. Nona reached out to me and she's like, um, so apparently our episode, I just heard from a doc whose associate listened to our episode and she quit. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry. So I haven't gotten hate mail from that doctor yet, but if I were her, I'd probably be like, girl, how about you tell people to stay in their associateships and not quit? Um, but you know, I guess I'm super happy for the associate that we inspired to go do great things. Um, but oops, sorry lady about your associate. I guess there's a double edge to every sword. Yeah, sure. We're just gonna, we're gonna float right by whether that was a appropriate talk or not. Um, okay. So let's see, let's read our question and then we will pray. I just always like when I, cause it's a solo episode. So I kind of do things in a little bit of a different flow because I don't have to be so organized when I don't have someone on and I can just like do what I want. Okay. So this question, um, oh, they asked to remain anonymous. Okay. That's fine. We won't. I have no problem with that. Okay, so this question goes, I graduated from Cairo school one year ago, opened to practice with my badass partner in crime in August, and have been learning and growing every single day. Since graduating, I have such a deep desire to learn so much more about the areas that I'm passionate about in chiropractic. However, in those months prior to opening, I had to learn about how to write a business plan, get a bank loan, and build out a space and work on the business end of things. Then once the practice opened, it was all about learning how to market, getting patients in the door. Then once they do come in, mastering the art of communication to keep them around long enough to get true results. Meanwhile, my husband and I moved to our dream home and got pregnant with our first child. I feel like most of the time, all I want to do is go home and stare at a wall because mentally I'm exhausted. Oh, hashtag truth. Um, I also know that I need to keep growing and learning and improving. My question is, how can we find peace in knowing that we are doing enough growing, enough relaxing, enough self-care? Where do I find balance between the mentors saying, just push through it, and the ones who say, girl, slow down? I often feel conflicted and that I'm just never catching up. <sighs> Holy shit. Okay, so let's pray and then we are going to jump right into this. Okay. Dear God, thank you so much for the courage um, and articulation. That was like a very well articulated painting of a picture that I think so many people listening can relate to. Um, so I'm just, I'm just grateful for her in giving me this opportunity to speak truth into her. Uh, that sounds weird for you to speak truth into her through me because I just know that this is such a common thing right now in our society of just knowing when to be enough, how to be enough. And um, I just pray that you just fill everyone's hearts listening with your peace that like they are enough. It's just who are they measuring themselves enough against? Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. So just do your work, do what you do so awesomely. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So I know that many of you listening to that, 
it was really easy. Isn't it easy as a third party party, third party objective? I don't know. Being a third party person to look and listen to that question and go, girl, just take a breath right? Like it's super easy to be like, oh, you just need to calm down. Life's all about seasons. Um, but how many of us, if we were honest with ourselves, could completely relate to that, um, that treadmill that she's on of like not feeling like enough, you know, it's just so often we don't do as good of a job of like articulating that that's how we feel. Like we just feel like we're about to drop all the plates. Um, so when when I read that, first of all, like I I love that you learned about the business. I understand, you know, but like when I hear it, I think of um, there's this verse that I had to look up because it's in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one through eight. And I am going to read it because it is really important. And I don't usually read Bible verses on here, but today I have two. Okay. So, because it just made me think about seasons. Um, like most of us, when we hear that, we go like, oh, there's like a season of life where you push and you pull. So in the Bible, it says, um, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So we are just going to completely gloss over the fact that um, in verse three, it says there's a time to kill. We're just, you know what? We don't have enough time. We are not doing a deep dive into that today. Um, and the one that, in this that really resonates with me the most, that's always like my work in progress is a time to be silent and a time to speak. Still working on that one. Um, but no, so like just reading that question, it's, I obviously that's what I want to say is like there are seasons and you know graduated a year ago I see this a lot of um people coming out of school it was definitely my story I didn't have as much awareness a year out of school as you have right now um, but we feel this need to keep racing just racing, racing, racing um and it's it's not our fault because like basically we've been trained that there's always a finish line. Okay, so like, from as long as we can remember, because like school is so goal oriented of like, graduate kindergarten, you go through this, you go through that, you know, what's next, and there's like a finite end to one chapter. And then a very, like definite beginning to the next. And all through school, even though you're dating and you've got like basketball practice and all of this stuff, you know, a lot of people like work while they're in high school and college, 
The reality is, is that we're very good, especially people listening to this show, because most people listening have like a doctorate or graduate degree of some sort. We're very good about prioritizing school and school has very cyclical, like finite beginnings and end. So then what happens is we get out of school, we graduate, you know, we've kind of like crossed that finish line and we kind of go through the summer, right? Because we're used to like not having a summer or we have a summer finish line, no problem. And then fall comes and you're working and it's like, oh, okay, you know, and this is fine. And it takes a little bit as you kind of get to that normal season where you would get like a gold star of like check you did your first year of practice and there is no finish line because you're just like oh oh it's just this <laughs> not that I mean that doesn't mean that we don't love our job but there's no like you don't get that dopamine rush in the brain of like check accomplish next thing so then what starts to happen is, is we start running multiple races and we don't even realize it. So we, you know, we are running the race of getting married. So simultaneously, whether this happened in school or out of school, you're like, find the guy, find the guy, bag the guy, get the guy, ring on the finger, boom, plan the wedding, plan the wedding, plan the wedding, get married. Yes. Get the house, get the house, get the house, got the house, get pregnant. Like, and so, but this whole time, so once you're out of school, it's like you're doing this and then you're also starting a business and then you're also having to pay back loans and you're also. And so there's all of these things that all of these races that you're starting and none of them have finite ends. Finding the guy or the girl getting married. It's not like this check of like, cool, did that next thing. It's like, oh, wait, no, now forever. Oh, for real. And then like getting pregnant, having the baby is like this like. Again, you don't move on. It's not like next thing. It's like, oh, now, now I'm your parent forever and you start the business. And so you're seeing, you realize this moment where you're like, I am racing all of these different races. And then you start to realize as you're focusing your energy on one, you start to realize that you're losing another race because you're, you've switched your focus to like, oh, we got pregnant. It's great. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Practice numbers are going down. We stopped getting as many new patients. Um, and so then you shift to that and then your health starts going down and you're tired all the time because you don't, you know, and so this is super normal. And we start quickly shifting our attention and dividing our energy amongst all these different races that we're doing. So then what it does is it creates this environment of fear. It creates this environment for fear and anxiety to grow. And it's very subtle. It's very subtle how it sneaks in this whole like not doing enough um, part of our brain starts talking to us. And... Um, you know, because you have all this good stuff. Like you're, you read her question and you're like, dream house, dream guy, dream baby. We'll just say dream practice, you know? And it's like, then once you've put all this energy in, then you're freaked out that the only place to go is down. And so you go like, well, I had to work my butt off to build the practice to a hundred patients a week. And you get so frantically afraid that because you still aren't, you know, you want to get to 200 maybe a week, but you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And it took X amount of energy to get to 100. So therefore, it's going to take two times that to get to 200. And I definitely don't want to see less people. So I can't let up the gas pedal on this. But you see, you know, so like it just creates this atmosphere 
of not feeling enough and this fear of slowing down. This fear that you can never take your foot off the gas pedal, otherwise the plate's gonna drop, like, right? If you picture all of these like spinning plates and you're like this magician on the stage and you can only spin so many plates before the momentum of the plate that you've stopped giving attention to starts to wobble and then you're like, oh crap, and you have to go back to that. And so this is how many of us spend our life is on the stage spinning all of these different plates, trying to get them to spin faster, getting more out of it, and just having to exert more and more energy. And it's just this vicious cycle, vicious, vicious cycle. All right, so this topic is super interesting and I know you're all getting a lot out of it. And I promise we're gonna return in just a minute. But first I have to tell you about some of my favorite deals, including one new one I got for you all on our She Slays Savings page. So first is my favorite artist and chiropractor, Sandy Arthur. She is the owner behind Sandy Spines. So check out her really beautiful art on either her Instagram, at Sandy Spines, or her Etsy page. Um, you're going to get 10% off her entire order at checkout just by mentioning She Slays. And also, if she's got any stickers in stock, she's going to throw a couple of those in for you just because you're my friend. So if you've listened to episode six, you know that one of the biggest mistakes I made was waiting to add a practice coach to my life. Um, it's one of those investments that once I did it, I seriously never looked back. It's really great to have someone to bounce your ideas off of, and especially someone who's already made the mistakes and knows how to fix it and do it right. Someone who sees the things you're not even aware you might be doing wrong yet or how you could improve. So you've probably noticed I've had a few coaches on the show because like I said, I really like chiropractic coaching. And if you've listened to episode 29, you've already met one of the amazing women I recommend frequently, Dr. Nona Javid. She's the founder of the part-time million dollar cash practice, right? And you thought she slays savings was hard to say. So Dr. Nona is this brilliant and powerful woman who helps you build a practice to support the life you want, not a life that gets the leftovers of your business. So if you feel like you're a slave to insurance companies, not getting paid what you're worth, or spending too many hours in your clinic instead of living your life, she's your girl. So all listeners of the show will not only get a free one-hour consult with her, but also $300 off. Yes, you heard that, $300 off your first month of coaching with her. So check out our She Slays Savings tab on our website to get more info about Dr. Nona and her part-time million-dollar cash practice. That's sheslayspodcast.com slash sheslayssavings and click on Dr. Nona's beautiful face. So one more for today is my favorite techie thing we added to our practice in 2019, and that's the personalized clinic app from Connected and Inspired Media. It's a super well-made app for all prenatal and pediatric clinics that's a great resource for all of your patients. It's full of educational material, exercises, rehab, brain exercises, stretches. You're going to love it. So for more information, check out our She Slays Savings page on our website. And of course, mention She Slays when signing up and save 20% off your first month. Okay, that's it for now. Let's get back to the show. So you come to this re realization, some people never do. You've come to it sooner than I did. I didn't really realize this point. Um, where was I at? I was probably about five, six years into practice. Um, had two kids, two clinics, two associates, and, you know, was still just racing 
hard, hardcore. Um, and God kind of knocked me on my ass for this moment. Um, but it was this, this instant kind of download of realizing that if I doubled, I wasn't actually going to be happy. So like twice of what I already had wasn't going to be the answer because it never had been the answer. If it was, I would be happy. You know, Rachel Hollis and Amy Porterfield were talking about this. They were talking about it in conjunction with weight on an episode. Um, but they were saying, you know, like Rachel said to Amy, because uh, Amy has this goal weight and she wants to lose like another 50 pounds. And Rachel's like, if you can't love yourself right now, you have no chance of loving yourself when you get to that goal. And I think that this goes across so many different things besides goal weight. It has to do with goal numbers. It has to do with dream houses. It has to do with vacations. Once I make enough money that I can go to Paris, then this. Um, and so we really have to stop and go like, whose life are you living? Like, whose, whose version of happiness are you trying to attain? And more importantly, whose voice are you going to listen to? Um, so we'll start, we'll start with the like happiness piece is I recommend doing some work in figuring out, um, because right now you are in the season of growth. Like what I can tell you just from your question, the fact that you're answering, you're in a season of spiritual growth, um, where the fact that you are realizing this cycle of like, go, go, go. And how do I know whether I'm doing enough self-care? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at you at all because I tell you how many people would are asking themselves that question of like, well, how much self-care should I be doing like one hour a week of self-care? And it's like, oh, the, if you have to ask that you're doing it wrong. So everybody's amount of like, well, how do I know if I'm doing enough learning? How do I do know if I'm doing enough marketing, enough self-care, enough self-love, um, enough quality time with my husband? It totally depends on you and your spouse's version of success and dreams and happiness. And when I say success, business is one arm of that. And so you really do need to do the work to go like, okay, what do we think uh, our version of a dream practice looks like? And if you're seeing, if you and your spouse are seeing 50 people a week and it is 150, you think you'll be happy. Um, that's okay. That's not for me to judge. That's not for anybody to judge because like you have a calling to make an impact on people and you also have bills to pay. So like whatever number you kind of come to, like, that's going to kind of depend on how much are you doing. So like if you're at 50 and you want to get to 150, then at some point, now it doesn't mean right now, at some point you're going to have to do more to keep growing unless you're steadily going up. Then like if you're looking backwards over the last year and you've risen 15% growth every month, then hey, you're doing enough. It's really more if you're stagnant in a spot and you want to be further down the road that at some point you are going to need to do more. Now, caveat here, like coming full circle for anybody really listening. They're like, wait a minute, Lauren, you just said numbers and practice didn't make you happy, but now you're telling them to, well, yes, 
yes, I am. Like it kind of comes back to that like health thing of like, what I don't want is for you to think that 150 people is going to make you happy, but it is okay for you to have dreams and goals. Like be happy with your 50 people a week. Don't delay your happiness, but it is okay to think about like what your version of success and happy in all aspects of life means, because it is one of the biggest things that needs to happen before you go and answer the question of like, whose voice are you listening to? Because you mention in there, like, I don't know whether to listen to the people saying, um, to keep going or to listen to the people that say like girl calm down and stop or forget how you fret but like so <laughs> how do you know who to listen to you listen to yourself but unless you've done the exercise first of like okay self what do I want what is my version of happiness um, and you don't have to race towards it a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times most of the time if you go inside for those goals, like not like, okay, just throw a number up like, yeah, I want to have four practices and weigh 20 pounds less. Like if you really go and ask the why of like, is that what you're being called to do with this life you've been given? Things often don't require as much striving and go, go, go get them. Now, that's not to say that if you're new in practice, you don't have to work your butt off. You absolutely do. But what I'm saying is like when things, when your heart aligns with your goals and it's what you want, it doesn't seem like striving. It's the natural next step of progression and evolution towards a goal. And the entire process is not strenuous. That doesn't mean you're not tired, um, but it means that like it is fulfilling and it does, you don't have this feeling of being lost. A lot of times when we feel lost, it's because we're following somebody else's roadmap. Okay? Like you don't get lost when you are going on a hike through your own woods, like a, a trail that you are blazing, you're either creating it, you're not lost, you're creating the trail as you speak, or you have set this path, you know it in your heart so much, you don't need somebody else's map because you're following your own roadmap, okay? So when we go like, well, whose voice? How do we know? How do we find that peace? How do I know if I'm doing enough? There's a couple steps. So one is realize that you're racing, okay? Because I don't, I believe in working hard, but I think that racing is, um, it is like one of our biggest sins that our ego does on us. Um, and it's just this game that we as first world people, I was gonna say Americans, but Canadians, I believe you have this problem too, um, that we're just racing for the next thing. And it is the, that problem alone is why we are so not present in every moment because our eyes are always ahead. And as somebody who has like futuristic and ideation as my like strengths, like this is something I struggle with the most of like being present and not trying to race to that finish line. So realize you're racing and cut it out. Number two, um, realize you're comparing and following somebody else's roadmap. And this is something that we all do, whether we realize it or not, up until a certain point, um, is our goals were set for us by looking at the achievements of other people and saying, I want that. 
And it is very hard to find true peace and happiness when you are living a life of, I want that. Um, I would encourage you to learn to live from a place of, I want this. Okay. So there's a difference. This, I want this means, first of all, that it's coming from inside, right? Like it, it means kind of like this present moment. It kind of means two things. So that is very external. Like you can just picture it's the person pointing, right? I want that over there. This means that it's here. It means, and that can have two different definitions, meaning that one, it's in the present moment. I want this. I want this life that I am living. Does it mean that I'm where I'm at, where I want to be? No, but it means that I'm right here on the right path. It also means that the dream, the vision was inside of you. So like, it's okay to look down the road and go, I want this. I want a, I want a life where I feel this. I, my clinic looks like this. Like it's coming from inside. It's not pointing externally. So then three, so realize you're racing, realize you're comparing. Three, realize that you are listening and following the wrong sources. So when I say the wrong sources, I don't mean like, oh, but I'll tell you who the right ones are. I mean, like, if we're going to tell the mentor who says just push through it to F off, my belief is that we equally have to tell the person saying, girl, slow down, the same thing. Okay, because both of them are other people. And this is not saying that I'm against coaches, but any mentor or coach that is not asking you and looking at the season you're at and going, well, what do you think you need to do right now? Do you, are you delaying from a place of fear? Are you afraid to make a big jump, even though I believe you're ready because you're scared? That's a time where a mentor goes like, I believe in you, take the jump. Whereas somebody saying, girl, slow down, again, like there are times, there are seasons where you are just on fire and you are like gonna burn the midnight oil and you are like, have this idea, whether it is in your personal life or it's your, you know, your relationship with your future child or your spouse or your friendships or your business. And anybody who says like, girl, you need to slow down during a point where you are like, no, I am connected. I am in alignment with my truth and my purpose. And I am willing to work really hard right now. I would rather that other mentor who says, girl, slow down, go like, girl, listen to yourself and realize when the right time to take a break is. And that's, you know, they're different. So either one, you know, just push through it and girl, slow down are very polarizing. And I don't like either of them because what, if we were to tweak them both to work, they're both putting it on you to figure out, well, what do you need right now? And if you're looking externally to someone to tell you what you need right now, can you see how that's never going to actually work? It's not going to fit because they don't know where you're at in your path and where your energy is at right now. Um, you know, they can only look and go like, well, you're pregnant. You should be in this season of life, but that's a should. They don't know. Some women, when they're pregnant, like you said, they're exhausted and they cannot put more energy into the practice because they're just putting energy into making a baby in life and that is freaking okay. But 
There might be a week and we don't need to view it as a season, as a course of like three months. You might have a day where you are just like, oof, you got to bug up your butt and you are like on fire and you are like, you know, and your husband's like, honey, you know, are you make sure you're watching your energy like and what and you're like I got this and then you might come home at seven o'clock and sleep and that's okay because you were on fire and you gave all your energy in that moment in that day and then there's going to be days where you wake up and you're like mm, not in it to win it today um this is a really hard thing for doing batch work because I have so much I have so many just like different things right like there's like scripting the podcast even though I'm terrible at scripting obviously if I was good at scripting there would not be one or two moments of every episode where I'm like what was I talking about how did I get on this so anyways but so like there's scripting the podcast there's content there's actually recording it and you know it's like just for the chiropractors listening it's like how you batch patients together right because you go from one adjustment to the next so you do this elsewhere in your life to get maximum efficiency of like batching so what I'll do is I'll go like okay so the first Monday of the month I am going to reserve three hours and I'm going to go to a coffee shop and I am going to write all my content for yada 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 you know whether it's blog posts or I don't do blogs but what I don't know whatever it is you get the idea so then it sucks because you wake up, you go to that coffee shop and you look at your computer and you're like, I am not in the mood to do this right now. And you're like trying to put words down. And so it is hard. I don't know how I got on that. Oh, the seasons of like how like the seasons of listening to yourself and your energy, how that collides with planning batch work. Then I think that's just the thing that everybody deals with. Um, but so another kind of uh, Bible verse that came up when I was reading this and just this whole idea of who are you listening to? What race are you striving is from Galatians uh, chapter one, verse 10. And it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant to Christ. And this, if I needed to get a tattoo, a face tattoo of like, a Bible verse that I need to be reminded of daily, daily is just like, whose approval am I trying to see? Like, this is like me talking about Taylor Swift and her thing, Americana. Like, um, it's this, that was on Dr. Lona's episode, just in case you haven't listened to it yet. But like, I'm, my obsession is like, yeah, I'm constantly seeking that approval and it's not godly. It doesn't put me in a place of finding peace and contentment. And the sooner I realize, like, who am I trying to seek the approval of? It should be first God, second myself, third my spouse. Like anybody else, sorry, no room for you, your opinions in my life. So you were obviously um, given a lot of talents. When I read your question, I hear that like you really like to learn. And I don't know how to say this without sounding weird or bad, um, but I am not a learner. <laughs> like I don't like the process of learning. It's tedious. I just want to know it all like right away. Um, and so obviously that is kind of a difficult personality trait to have when you're someone like me who, you know, went through school and I had to learn. And anyway, so like you've been gifted this great gift. Um, and up until now, you've only gotten to see, you know, like God's given you these talents 
And learner's probably been really highlighted um, for most of your life because of school. And you've only gotten to see kind of a few of these talents that you've been given. And that's okay. That is life. But I feel like God is trying to show you that you are more than a good student. Okay? You are more than your work and the practice numbers. And you are more than what you know. You see, like, I just feel us all getting so anxious around doing enough. Okay. And what God is trying to teach us is that like doing like, this is so cliche, but it's so true. But like, we are human beings, not human doings. And we just keep going like, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? And like, what's my purpose? Because the purpose we're trying to tether, like more doing more stuff. And it's like, you're not going to like the answer. You want to know what your purpose is? It's to love people. Like everybody's purpose is the same. All of us are on this earth to show and receive love. Now, how we do it looks like different forms. You know, some people are going to go be scientists and like make non-flushing toilets that like save millions of people in third world countries from disease. And that's how they're here to show their love. Some of us are here to show our love through the professional chiropractic. Some of us are here to show our love by helping women get out of bad divorces and like protect them. Like, but when it comes down to it, what is your purpose? It's all love. And there's going to be different seasons. Sometimes you need to love yourself. Sometimes you're in a season where God is just going like, you have given so much to so many people. I need you to love yourself. And so the amount of self-care that you do during that time is going to be different. Sometimes your love needs to shift its focus onto nurturing and raising a baby. And that might mean for a couple months at a time, like I said in the beginning, they never go away. So there are definite seasons where of course you still love your baby, but like they're not your priority. But anyways, there's gonna be times where the baby is the priority. They need you. Maybe it's while you're pregnant, maybe it's right away postpartum. Um, sometimes your whole purpose may be in this season to love and support a parent who is very sick. And maybe that means that you are flying, you know, across the country to spend time with a parent as they're going in and out of a nursing home and you're being a shitty parent and your clinic numbers are dropping, but your purpose right now in that season is to show love to your parent. You know, and then there's going to be times where it is, it's very focused. You are given an idea and you're on fire about it. And it is about how to spread love in your community and help parents have kids with less ear infections or people like teenagers with mental health issues. But here's the deal is that each of those seasons are so different. They're all centered around displaying love. And in God's eyes, not a single one of those seasons is better than the other. Um, if you haven't read anything by the author, Jenny Allen, I like her a lot. Um, I would definitely say she's one of my favorites. Um, and she was talking about, cause she's a multiple time New York times bestseller author. And I was listening to her on a podcast and she said, I don't think God is going to care nearly as much as I do about my bestseller book. I think it will be a blip. I think it will be like, hey, thanks that that book that was being obedient. Good job. On to the next. Hey, thanks for taking that casserole over to Susan. 
she really needed you that week when her husband was in the hospital. Like, and we just get so like, is it enough? Is it enough doing? And it's like, whose scale are you even like looking at this on? Because for every season, there is going, there are going to be, there should be easy yeses and easy noes um, to keep in alignment of where your energy is going. So coming back, kind of coming full circle and winding this down of realizing the season you are in. And granted, when you are in one season, you do have to have some of those other plates still spinning. I don't encourage you to completely stop working out because you acknowledge you're in a different season where it's not about self-love and yourself. Um, but that's where it's those easy yeses and easy noes, right? Okay, so if you are in a season of just giving the bare minimum that you can at work because your body is dictating that you will grow this baby. You will do this and you will get sleep and you will not eat the salad because it makes you want to vomit and you will eat those chicken tenders instead. Listen, you know, it's out of your control, right? Um, determine those easy yeses and easy noes. So when I say that, if that's the season you're in, if that resonates, an easy no might be doing a webinar or a, a new patient marketing event that you've never done before and that would require a lot of extra time to figure out and do all this. Now, if it's something you've done multiple times before and you could swing it without exerting a ton of energy, that might be an easy no. An easy yes might be that you move your body three times a week. So that means like, you know, and so you just figure out with every season, those easy yeses, easy noes are going to look different, but they're your guideposts that are there to make sure that you are listening to yourself, listening to the very limited amount of energy that we all have to stand up on stage and spin those plates. Because sometimes some plates just got to break in the season and that's okay. You get a new plate. I think we think like, what's going to happen if we drop the ball on something? It's all just going to like implode and it's like no no that's not how it works there is way more grace in life than you know you're not just one bad decision away from it all exploding and that's where we see this anxious and fear come of like oh my gosh it's just so good I don't want it to go away and it's like well you've likely built it a little more stable than you think so um girl this one was like very god-filled um I was about to say sorry, but the, and then I was like, no, say sorry, not sorry. And I don't really want to say either of those things. Um, I will, for those that are still with me and are like, um, I, you know, I was just at the if gathering in Dallas. I don't know when this will air sometime. Like it was the beginning of February. And um, I realized that, you know, we I just put so many things around like, well, I'm not Christian enough. And I want to make sure that I'm like not alienating people. And, you know, I'm not going to be I'm just going to continue to be more authentically me. And if that means that I read some Bible verses sometimes, and I drop F bombs sometimes, like, hopefully by now episode 40 something, you still love me, and are with me. And you're just gonna have to bear with whatever kind of season I'm in, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be times where no Bible verses were done. And just mostly gangster music was referenced. And you're like, all right, so Lauren's in a season, got it, loud and clear. And then there's gonna be times where I might tear up. I don't know, that hasn't happened yet, has it? I don't think so. 
I'm a three. We don't access our emotions very easily. Um, it's just part of it. So I don't know if I will cry, but I'm not going to say I won't. So with that, I love you all so freaking much. Um, make sure you are on our email list because there is something very, very exciting coming up um, that not everyone's going to want, but a lot of you or some of you are definitely going to want to jump on. I know my fangirls. So if in order to get on our email list, um, if you are getting weekly slays, you're on it. If you're not getting weekly slays, but you're like, hey, Lauren, I signed up for weekly slays. It's in your spam. I know for a fact, I see it. Um, it's in your spam. You got to search for it. And to, you know, make sure you're getting them, go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash besties. Um, or you can on Instagram, click our in bio link and it'll say like weekly slay slash besties. Um, and yeah, make sure you are getting our emails because again, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but there is something super exciting coming very quickly. All right. Love you all so much and just have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.